Our next guest is one of the all-time greats. George, can he roll it through? He can! Because of passion like this. Cyril takes a special and goes bang! It's a beautiful thing! One of the most recognisable voices in sport. Look at that. That's Silk. S-I-L-K. And now he's received an AFL Life membership. Delicious. Please welcome Bruce McAvaney. Bruce, uh, congratulations, mate. Welcome to Triple M Perth uh, Life membership. Uh, It means a lot to you, I'd imagine. It does. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, Look, look, it does. You never expect these things when you're doing your job, but couple of things. It's given me a chance to reflect on, you know, I guess all those years and the enjoyment I got out of it and the people I worked with and the, those that I had a chance to see play. So, it, you know, you don't get a chance to do that very often. And also I sort of realised just how important footy's been to me and my, not only my career, but certainly to my life. So, yeah, a good chance to sort of look back. And you know, as I said, uh, we really do that in our business. Mate, life membership of the AFL. Have you got any other life memberships tucked away anywhere? Is there a, a racetrack in Adelaide you're a life member of or is there anything else hanging on the wall with life member on it? Uh, look, you're asking the wrong person. I, I, I honestly don't keep stats on, on myself, to be honest. But look, I think there's a few things hanging around, but um, my wife or the publicity department at Channel 7 might know more than me. But look, I'm sort of at that age, to be honest. I'm at that age where everyone thinks I'm retired or, you know, whatever is going on. And they yeah, think, Gee whiz, we better showing that we, you know, we don't mind him. And I've been receiving probably far too many gifts over the last year or two in this way. <laughs> I think you are the litmus test. If, if someone didn't like you, you'd judge them. They'd be, you know, a bad person. You know what I mean? But when you are loved and you, I imagine you would be approached all the time, what's the big question that people want to know of you or the most asked thing of you? Well, a lot of it was about Cyril Rioli for a yeah. while after, you know, that sort of indiscretion in Perth about the delicious. So that's been very, to be honest, that's been a very big part of it. But I reckon, this is this is going to sound very banal, but I reckon the most asked question I've had over the years is, who do you barrack for, Bruce? Now, come on, tell us the truth. Who do you really barrack for? So um, that's probably the one I get asked more than often, uh, more than any other. And just a quick one, Bruce McAvaney, selfie, no selfie. What's your feeling? Oh, look, I'm for selfies. I don't know how to take them, but I know how to stand for them. So, look, I, I, I mean, I think if you can't give a, I don't know, if you can't give a minute of your time to somebody, then yeah. something's wrong. I, I grew up in a household where my mother particularly was a, a wonderful conversationalist. And I, when people come up to me, I, I actually like engaging with them. Now, yeah, not absolutely everybody has the right attitude when they talk to you, but most do. And I love to find out something about them. And I, I usually turn it around. I usually interview them without them talking to me about me. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Bruce, it's, it's funny that uh, I think it was Tuesday the races were at Kilmore. Uh, of course, as a 23-year-old, you ducked over to Kilmore and that's where the broadcasting passion uh, began, I believe. 23-year-old, can you put yourself back in those shoes and, and what was broadcasting like and what did it mean to you back then as a 23-year-old? Well, you're right about Kilmore. So I was a Kilmore Hunter, but the passion really began when I was about five years of age. So that's what that was my dream to call the Melbourne Cup. And I, oh. you know, I wrote to the leading commentator in Australia when I was 11 with help from my mum and dad, uh, Bill Collins, and said, you know, how do I go about it? So mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a race caller. I wanted to call that Melbourne Cup from the, the year dot, but never thought I'd get the opportunity. I was in the public service. I was a terrible student, not a bad footballer, cricketer, but I didn't know what my life was going to be in front of me. And I had 
by chance, it's a long story, I went to the Coolmore Trots and I was with a friend and he got me out to call trials and the rest is history. But yeah, so look, those early days were a lot of travel. I was calling harness racing and greyhounds uh, more than gallops and uh, it was so enjoyable. I loved it. I felt like it was the best thing in the world and uh, nothing's really changed. I mean, my job's changed, but that mm. feeling hasn't changed. You feel a bit more pressure as you get older. You do. It's just it's just understandable. And you're probably, I'm certainly not as sharp as I might have been once. So those things you take along with the journey, but they were great days in my 20s. I loved it. I've met a lot of people. I had a lot of fun and nothing's really changed. Oh, it sounds amazing. Can you remember your big break, Bruce? Can you remember the moment where, I don't know, it might have been somewhere in Adelaide said, come and call some SANFL? What, can you remember the big break? Well, it was really that that moment. You know, I went, went to that Kilmore Harness meeting or trotting meeting with a friend, Kevin Hillier, his name was, and he, he was calling racing in South Australia. He said, why don't you... I, told him that I wanted to be called, and he said, come on, I'll, I'll give you a hand, and mm. that's what happened. And then yes. I, my first meeting I ever called, the first time I ever called on radio was in 1976 or 77, can't remember. But I'm not going to order it, the, Bruce, it's I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Oak Bank races, uh, and I called a little section of the race behind the hill, and that was in Easter time, and, that's, and then they offered me a little part-time job at the radio station in Adelaide, and that's how it happened. And then I went to Channel 7 as well. So, look, it was just bit by bit by bit. I got so lucky early on. And the one thing I guess I learned early was that preparation's important. Yep. That's how it works for me. So if I was well prepared, then I could take care of my nerves a bit. And also, I felt like I could do a reasonable performance. So I've, that's, that's the way I've gone about it. So, yeah, um, about 23 years of age, I got my lucky brain. It's not often you have a true legend on the phone, so we're going to keep you as long as we can. Bruce McAvaney, more next. Going to talk horse racing, see if he can uh, help out Michelle with our all or nothing. Coming up, 92.9 Triple M. 92.9 92.9 at Triple M. It's Zave and Michelle for breakfast. Purse Real Alternative. And we are joined by a legend, guys, Bruce McAvaney. Now, Bruce, we've spoken about the uh, the passion and the expert job that you've done in the AFL industry, horse racing. And, and I do get a massive smile when I flick on Channel 7. And it's an event that you're covering. Um, your passion for horse racing and the love. Who is your favourite horse? We've seen the videos of you uh, cuddling Richo at times and Emma Friedman gets a squeeze on the arm. <laughs> Mate, what, what is your favourite race and your favourite horse? Well, my favourite race is the Melbourne Cup and, and it always will be. Um, there's a lot of other great races in Australia and some are getting closer to it, I guess. But no, it's the Melbourne Cup. is you know, it's, yep. the, it's the race that stops the nation and, and that's, that's the truth. Um the favourite horses changed over these. It's Winx. Yes. Um, but as a kid, it was horses like Tullock and Kingston Town and those horses, those great horses of the past. And, you know, you do feel like you're a little part of it. But the Winx journey was pretty remarkable. And mm. to be at most all of her Cox Plates and all of her big races in Sydney and then to be there on that day working when she had her final run. And it was just an amazing day, a sea of blue and white. So... No, she, she'll, she'll probably be my favourite if you ask me in 20 years' time. So there's only one Winx, I think. I, I honestly believe that in Australian racing history that Winx and Farlap are, I think, the two greatest horses. Yeah, and unbelievable. And when was your first Melbourne Cup? Well, the first one I called was in 1985. So, look, I went to Channel 10 in 1983 really to call the Olympic Games and then we were doing horse racing as well, and I was sort of hosting. And then I called the 1985 Melbourne Cup, and I did three more after that. So that was the first one I called. And that was really historic because it was the first million-dollar race in Australia. Mm. But 
um, Diana and Charles presented the trophy that oh, day. It was just a massive day. It was an incredible day. And look, that's arguably the most nervous I've ever been in the build-up. I, look, I, I had sleepless nights for three months thinking about it. And then on the day itself, you know, it, it's an amazing feeling. And around they go for three minutes and 20 seconds and you just take a big, deep breath and think, God, that's over. But yeah. it was, <laughs> so it sounds like Chinese torture and yeah. it should be the best thing in the world. But on reflection, um, it, it's one of the great experiences I've ever had. So I was lucky enough to do, to call four Melbourne Cups and I've worked on, you know, I don't know, 20, mm. 25, 30, I'm not sure how many, but yeah, no, so that's all I, that was my lifelong dream and I was able to achieve it, so I'm very, very fortunate. Now, you mentioned your, your exhale after three and a half minutes. Is there a, a call, be it in uh, racing, footy, anything where you go, gee, I wish I had that moment back again? Or is there so, anything that sits in your mind that you just thought, oh, goodness me, I've accidentally called the wrong player or the wrong horse or anything like that? Look, there's so many. I mean, that's the truth. I've never... Th- honestly felt like I've had what you'd call the perfect call um, and never will probably and I'm always feeling like I can improve it. Look, every Friday night that I do Friday football I'd stay in a hotel in Melbourne for 90% of them or in Perth or or somewhere else but rarely were they in LA. Every Friday night I go back and I would put my head on that pillow and think of all the things I should have said (laughs) and all the things I said that I wish I hadn't said and that's the truth. It used to drive me mad and I'd never get to sleep but um so there's a lot of things that I, you know, wish I hadn't mm. done, and there's others that I'm probably a little more pleased with. Um, in terms of, you know, um, I guess if if I'll change the question slightly, the one event that I'm probably nearest and dearest to is Kathy Freeman's 400 meter oh, race yeah, in Sydney. Um, she's a close friend, remains a close friend. She's actually having her 50th birthday this week, so she's a wonderful person. Um, and to have that privilege to call that race mm. was arguably the most important race I've ever called in my life, and certainly to be a tiny part of an historic sporting moment at the Sydney Olympics is uh, arguably the most significant thing I've done in my broadcasting career. Gee, there's so many amazing mm. calls. Now, there, there won't be... Uh... The celebrities probably won't be down at Pinjarra next Saturday, mm-hmm. Bruce, but we're heading down to the Magic Millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, of course, if the listeners want to join in, triplem.com, uh, Michelle has been entrusted with a, a bet yeah. for a listener to then whatever they, whatever wins or losses, they take the winnings or they take nothing. When you are having a look around to maybe have an interest on something or when you are selecting from the yard, what do you look for in a horse? Have you got any advice for Michelle? Oh, Michelle, how much? Have you got a, is it a little bit of money you've got to spend? Or is Two and it, a half is it thousand. Five dollars or fifty. Two and a half Two and thousand. Half. Yeah, on the nose, I have yeah. to do it, Bruce. See, see that's pressure. Yeah, That is asking a lot of a young lady, um, Michelle. Look, William Pike probably won't be riding. That'll, that that's my first go-to. Okay, when I'm mm-hmm. in Western Australia, the first go-to is Willie Pike. But I think mm-hmm. he'll be back in the uh, Eastern States by then. Um, well, there's a million things. You can either get a dartboard and throw a dart. That's where we're at the moment. Or, or, you can, or, or you can find who you think is the best judge in um, in uh, Western Australian racing and hone into them. I'd be looking for one of the three favourites and I'd be looking for a good stable 
a good jockey, and then I'd go into the mounting yard and make sure they're not sweating too much. You yes. probably will be, Michelle, but uh, look for a horse that's, uh, <laughs> that's keeping its cool. Yeah, good point. And, yeah, you're right, I'll though. I'll tell you down I, if you need yeah, Michelle. I'll, I'll be you. the one sweating in the yard. Yes. <laughs> tell me this. What's your, is it, is it Kathy Freeman that's your favourite win of all time, or, or horse-wise, what's your favourite win of all time? Ah, uh, look, the Freeman race, I think, in many ways. I mean, mm. it, and then you've got things like Usain Bolt and all that, it, it, and when he was able to win 100 metres for the third time. But in terms of horse racing, thoroughbred racing, uh, it, it's probably Winks and that third and fourth Cox plates because it's the championship of Australian racing. She equaled Kingston Town with her third, and then she went to a place with someone else. That said, Maccabi Diva's third Melbourne oh, Cup yeah. mm. is on a par. If not, mm. in fact, when I'm thinking about it now, that day, I mean, no horse, she's the only horse ever to win three. There's only four other horses that have won two Melbourne Cups. And we're talking about 160 years of history. So probably the Divas' third Melbourne Cup and Winx's fourth Cox Plate are the two. Unbelievable. Mm. And it's, do you know what? It's such a pleasure watching you watch Winx. That's oh, one of the yeah. best videos. Yeah, no, the emotion of it all. Beautiful. And I feel like I'm hugging someone. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bruce, while we've got you, uh, we won't hold you much longer, mate. You, your time with Triple M's oh. very own, Perth's very own, uh, Dennis Comedy, you must cherish. Look, I do, um, and it was something that I've, we started as colleagues and finished as friends, and you can't say much more than that, but yeah. of all the things I've done in football, and I've been asked this a bit in the last couple of days, what was the most memorable match? And for me, it was the 2016 Grand Final, the of Bulldogs course. beat Sydney. It was a, but it was Dennis's final call mm-hmm. with me that day, with us at seven, and we knew that going in. It was very emotional. It was an incredible day, and to be able to stand alongside of him, who I believe is the greatest AFL or Aussie Rules, I should say. The greatest yes. Aussie Rules commentator that I've heard, uh, to stand with Dennis that day and to be a part of his final day is something I'll remember for the rest of my life. We're great mates. Um, he's got a touch of genius. Uh, we know that. And um, I learned a lot from him. And last one from us, mate. Uh, you've got the same health concerns as my father, mate. How are you tracking with everything? You uh, fighting fit because we love seeing you travelling around the country, races and everything you put your hands to at the moment. How have I sounded this morning? You think I'm healthy? As healthy as you <laughs> get, Bruce. Absolutely <laughs> love no, it. No, thank you for the thank you for asking. I'm going well. I really am. I'm feeling great, and it's something that you know you you learn to live with. And I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing. Fantastic. Oh, you can watch uh, Bruce lead the Channel Seven horse racing coverage this Saturday on Channel Seven and Seven Plus. Seven Plus. Bruce McAvaney, congrats on the AFL Life membership, and thanks for your time this morning, mate. It's been a good chat, guys. All the best.